What a thriller for the Arizona Coyotes. They didn't get the win, but a 5-4 loss in the shootout to the Columbus Blue Jackets on a game that was continuously back and forth. Carl Pavlik and I are going to talk more about this game on this episode of Locked on Coyotes, so be sure to stay locked in to Coyotes Locked on Coyotes post-game live. On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik, right beside me, over to uh, my other side. Um, <laughs> We're back here on Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. It was a thriller indeed. Again, they didn't get the win, but a 5-4 shootout loss. Uh, definitely not the game we expected. It was a lot more. We expected a low-scoring affair call, but this was a high-scoring thriller. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's a game that, even though the Coyotes didn't get the win, they're allowed to walk out of the building like, feeling like this is a win this was a moral win if nothing else uh it really showed kind of what the coyotes can do um especially with the last game i think we may look back and be like this is when the team first started to buy into the system yeah and you know i that's the thing i was worried about too especially you know um because you see the coyotes may may have a good game the very next game they just kind of not do so well uh, we talked about the St. Louis game and how that was like their most complete game. This one, I thought they looked, I mean, they still made some mistakes, but they looked even better. Yeah. Um, and that's the, and that's the most important part. Um, you know, they still took penalties, but the penalty kill still did their job. They're supposed to do. Yep. Um, and you know, they're starting to gel things together, look more complete. Scott Wedgwood is doing his job, of course. So, you know, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, you say the penalty killed the job. They did let in two power play goals, uh, to be fair. Um, so they, they still need to work on that a bit. But the Coyotes were back to their old ways of taking lots of penalties, too. So it all kind of spread out. Um, but despite those kind of issues, um, I think earlier this week, I was saying that they would need to play like near perfect to win games. And that wasn't the case. They were playing a somewhat sloppy game, but mm-hmm. when like they could, they would just rebound and have a really good shift. They didn't like let up the puck. I love like the second and third efforts that they were showing in the offensive zone and defensively. Yeah. I, and you know, the rebound, the, the, you know, the rebounding from, you know, something, you know, a bad event was probably the big, the biggest storyline of this, of this game. You know, the, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets take the lead about literally 30 seconds later, the Coyotes tie it back up. And you're just like, what? Um, like, l- legit, Carl, I went to go, like, I've, like, you know, I've been trying to do my laundry tonight, too, at the same time, my laundry at the same time. Um, That's a good luck thing, doing your laundry yeah. during a game. I, I have heard people say that. Columbus scored, and then I'm like, okay, um, they might take, there's going to be a little bit of a break, so I'm just going to go, um, you know, load load the laundry into the washer. I come back, I hear uh, the goal horn. I'm just like, 
what did I miss? And it's like, oh, Jacob Chick. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was that was great. It was kind of the inverse of what had happened in like the second period too, where the Coyotes get the Phil Kessel goal, and then Boone Jenner like almost immediately gets a goal like a minute later, and then 40 seconds later, um, Justin Danforth gets it, and that like at that point almost seems like an insurmountable lead because the Coyotes don't get much offense, but they just kept pushing and they didn't give up and they like tied it up in the final minute of the period. Like I love seeing those goals because so often it's the Coyotes letting in a goal in the final minute. Like it's great to see them go out there and get that. And that's, and you know, and then again, that's what you want to see because the Coyotes team has been struggling to score goals all season long. We've been talking about that. This is yeah. the, um, like what, only the third or fourth game where they scored four, like th- four, like at least three, four, at least like three or more goals. Like, uh, I would need to go back through and check, but they have not had a lot, like, especially like, I think th- they've been shut out three times. I can imagine there's been quite a few one goal games, but yeah, Offense has not been a key like asset for the Coyotes, and I like the the kind of balanced offense that they got. They got a goal from Dzingle, Castle, Chickering, and Kraus. Like that's a good spread. It's not just your top guys. It's kind of everyone in the lineup contributing. Let's talk about Dzingle for a sec because he was the one that scored the first goal. Yep. Um, and like you know, he you know coming right off the bat, right off of injury, gets activated and immediately starts contributing. Yeah, you could tell the Coyotes missed him. Yeah, uh, he definitely like he brings a, a physical edge. We saw that with the fight that he had later in the game, but he does have a, a bit of a touch in the offensive zone, and he's a leader on the ice. I think um, because uh, Jan Unique was a scratch for Jazingle coming back, I think that's kind of the player they want him to be with a bit more of an offensive upside, but still like a really key kind of contributor in the Coyotes tonight. Absolutely. And, you know, like obviously you can go ahead and and uh, name a lot of players tonight who were huge contributors for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, obviously we're talking about, the you know, some of the goal scorers like Phil Kessel, um, of course, and we mentioned Jacob Chikorin, mentioned uh, Ryan Dezingle. Like uh, th- th- there's, yeah, obviously – Everyone here did the, you know, did some kind of contribution, and I think, and again, this team should be should leave proud, knowing that they played a decent, they, they played a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, even Clayton Keller got a primary assist on the Jacob Chicken goal for for people who don't necessarily like Keller. That was a really good pass. Um, but yeah, no, they can definitely like walk out of the building knowing like, hey, we gave it our all. Like, we played a good game. If we play teams like that, like, if they come in with that energy, if they come in with that drive, if they come in with that buy-in, like, I think they're going to have a chance for a lot of these games. Because it wasn't like the Columbus Blue Jackets were playing poorly. No, the Coyotes were forcing them to, like, defend. They were forcing them to turn over the puck. It was just great to see. Um, one thing you mentioned, Clayton Keller and his assists. Um, I was I'm just reading a uh, tweet posted by Arizona Coyotes PR. Tell that's his 200th career point with that assist. 
And it also makes him the uh, 11th player in Coyotes franchise since, you know, 96, 97 when they moved to Arizona sure. to uh, get 200 points in the Coyotes uniform. And also the fifth player in the 2016 NHL draft class to reach the 200 point benchmark. The other four being Austin Matthews, Matthew Kachuk, Patrick Laine, and Alex Dabrinkit. Wow. That is... That's some good company. That is some really good company for Clayton Keller. Wow. Like, I saw that was the 200th, but I didn't know all of that, like the the draft class and stuff. Good for good for Keller. Um, he has definitely earned a lot of criticism uh, in the past because that's what happens when you have the biggest contract on the team. But he has looked like a completely different player this season, and, and I just freaking love it. Um, even when like he wasn't getting on the scoreboard, he looked like he was like going hard to the net, uh, took a poorly timed penalty, but you know, can't all be perfect. Of course. There's no, I mean, yeah, there's rarely ever a 100% perfect game. Um, like you, I mean, you've seen some phenomenal games for some really good teams, but there's always one, there's always little mistakes. Like you look back at a team that you thought was perfect and it's like, oh, they could have done this better. You know, in the case of Clayton Keller, he played a near perfect game. There's a couple things he could have done better. One of the things that you just mentioned there, but like he still played a really good game. Yeah, definitely don't want to take anything away from him. Uh, he's just looked good. I imagine he's going to be rewarded a lot more, especially if the team's going to continue clicking like this. Um, it's been really just exciting to watch. Absolutely. We still got to get more to on our recap of today's game. We're going to finalize our thoughts of uh, the Arizona Coyotes 5-4 shootout loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then we'll take a quick look ahead what it's what's going to be coming up for the Arizona Coyotes later this week. All that coming up on this post-game live show of Locked On Coyotes. Before we get to any more, though, I want to let you guys know, of course, it is Thanksgiving time and nothing better than, you know, all those goods and treats, delicious food that you can get from uh, from the, the Thanksgiving time. But maybe you want something that isn't so full of calories and sugar, then maybe Built Bar might be the perfect dessert and the perfect snack for you. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. No guilt at all because let's compare really. Get a slice of pie that's maybe upwards of 130 or uh, 300 calories. Excuse me. And that's in the low end. Meanwhile, Built Bar only has 130 calories. Four grams of sugar and plenty of protein. So they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's a great option for when you're hungry and, you know, maybe you don't want to feel as guilty as Thanksgiving comes up because we know the holiday, uh, the holiday 15 comes up pretty fast for a lot of people. Maybe, maybe if you don't want to do that, let's say Built Bar might be your best option for that. There's new surprises all month long, limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So be sure to check these sites often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Once again, that is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Com. All right, so now let's go ahead and, um, at least in the second segment, Carl, of, the, of this post-game live show, finish off by just putting any other thoughts we have on this game. Um, sure. Well, ooh, do you have one? No, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, uh, Barrett Hayton uh, played a really good game, I thought. Uh, looked pretty solid throughout. Didn't show up on the score sheet, but not for lack of trying. Looked just really good. I, he has been steadily improving as this team is improving, which is great to see. And you know, not just Barrett Hayton, Jacob Chikrin as well. He's finding himself back. You know, he yeah. he had a really really tough start to the season. Like had he was kept off the score sheet for such a long time. Finally got his first goal, I think, sometime last week. Um, and then he scored again tonight. And and all of a sudden, you just look at him, including a goal in the uh, in the shootout. Yeah, and. You know, I mean, look, he looks good again. Like, obviously, you know, it will probably take you – there's some ramping up still to do, but he's getting it back. Yeah, he he's looked um, really solid. Uh, he was definitely a lot – well, he was definitely more confident uh, tonight. Uh, he was, like, calling for the puck a lot more. I think by the end, he was, like, firing, like, three shots just to try and, like, get this game over in regulation. Um, I have been just really impressed with the turnaround he's had. Uh, we talked a lot about like kind of the, you know, the struggles that he's going to have this season, adjusting to a bigger role, adjusting to new defensive partners. Cause he was with um, Golagoski for so long. Like it's great to see him uh, like just kind of, you know, finally start to find his groove. Exactly. So I'm, you know, and, and again, so, those are two players I think that we that we're super excited to see as the uh, you know the season progresses that they're improving. Obviously, as you mentioned, Barrett Hayton, um, I'm a huge like you know I'm going to be a huge fan of his pretty soon because you know like you know I, I really like seeing these young kids just keep getting better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was actually surprised you didn't call out right away Kyle Capobianco continuing huh. the the three game point streak. That's right. With, uh, he got an assist on the first goal of the game. Yeah, and that's and that that's huge. I heard you, you know I was actually listening to that first bit on the radio. So then once you said that name, I'm like, oh, that's right. He did get an assist. Was could an assist on the Zingles goal? Yeah. And I'm like, again, like Bianca just shows you again these. Um, you know, Bianca is a little bit on the older side of prospects, but sure. um, but still, like you know, it just shows that you know we're trending in the right direction here. Yeah. Definitely, like Capo Bianco is like it's taken him so long to make his NHL debut, and like it's been just a, a heap of bad luck. I think you've told that like so many times because you have gotten to see him go up, immediately get hurt, come back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my end, it's more just like, oh hey, Capo Bianco's here, and he's hurt. Uh, but he like keeps being like this well-regarded prospect and like he's coming in. He hasn't played every single game because, you know, coach wanted to rest him for a back-to-back perfectly understandable, but three points, three games, two assists and a goal that can't ask for a better start. Exactly. Um, a couple other things I want to mention too. I'm looking at the, um, you know, the flow charts and, and the stats for you an actual stat trick. And the overall flow in terms of Corsi wasn't as close as it was the Blues game. Um, Blue Jackets had a 50, 59% Corsi percentage compared to in Kaiju's, like, you know, 40.83% or whatever it is. But yeah. 
I mean, but still, look, Coyotes are, again, trending in the right direction. I mean, that's just for even strength. All situations, Coyotes down to like 38 or 39%. Um, which is, does, in that case, it actually sounds a lot worse when you go down to the 30s. Yeah. I mean, they definitely uh, didn't always have the, the best timing. Yeah. And they were pretty badly outshot, uh, especially when we go in, went into OT when it was 4-1. to one. Which, yeah. Oh, let's put it this. Let's look at the shots. All situations. Forty six versus twenty nine. Yeah. Definitely wasn't the best. Uh, but game because of that. Let's put a lot of of uh, credit to Scott Wedgwood for oh. <laughs> for saving this game. Not just Scott Wedgwood, but also the post. But yes. Uh I think by the end it was four posts because there was an overtime one and a shootout one, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. There was a shootout one as well. I have never bit like, I can only imagine how many times he kissed that post because that is just. You could, I mean, uh, I, I like I was watching, you know, one watching the TV broadcast, you could just see the frustration on the Blue Jackets players just like, oh my God, not again. <laughs> Yeah, and, Which, but that but that frustration was the frustration we saw from Loss and Kraus last year. Yeah, that was Kraus all of last year, pretty much in a in a microcosm. But it's also like a lot of what we saw from the Coyotes earlier this year. Um, it, it just kind of goes to show you that the uh, the luck kind of comes around at a certain point. Uh, I, I have to call out the uh, the big save. I think it was in the first period. Uh, Wedgwood behind his back, glove save on a wide open net. Uh, he is just locked in right now, and it's it's amazing too because you know if you look at the stats when he started with uh, New Jersey, I think right, it's what it was. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. He wasn't doing so well, and that's why he got and that's why he got put on waivers. Um, and immediately after coming back to Arizona, he just. So just somehow something clicks for him and he's like, all right, I'm going to kill it. Uh, They mentioned in the TV broadcast at one point that he, uh, he, he credits like making himself more comfortable being hit by the puck and not being perfect. So like maybe using his body more instead Mm -hmm. of just going for the glove, which is interesting. Um, I kind of like that mindset because I think that's something the coyotes need. Um, to not be perfect, like to, to be comfortable being a little bit, you know, off and knowing that that's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, especially with goaltenders, we always talk about how mental it is because, you know, they wear armor and sit in front of a bunch of pucks if, being fired. At them. It's mental. None of that. If there is a superstitious player, like on the ice, yeah. it is the goaltender. Yes. They're just a, a different breed of people, and they are. We all love them, uh, but they just—they're a different type. I love hearing some some, some goalie superstitions. Um, have you heard some some crazy goalie superstitions? Ah, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't really gone looking for them yet, though. I'll give you. Um, I'll get. I'll give you one just because, like, it's it's one that I heard, you know, growing up in the Bay Area. Um, and some some of you old time hockey fans might 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 appreciate this one. 
it was a it was um what's his name uh blanking on his name it was a shark he was the, he was the sharks goaltender in like the in like the late nineties and like yeah throughout the nineties um right. blanking on his name um now now it's bothering me because I know who it is but um. Art to survey. Yeah, Art to survey. Okay. Um, I don't know why I forgot his name. I freaking... Anyways, um, apparently he would run over his goalie pads with, with like a truck to break him in. <laughs> that sounds like one part superstition, one part just practical. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. I'm trying to remember what show it was. I think it may have been Malcolm in the Middle, but like the cold open was a character doing like just a bunch of things to break in a new pair of shoes. Like to the point where they were like escalated to they were setting it on fire. It just all this crazy stuff. But it was it was really funny. I always love hearing what people do to break in their stuff. It is really funny. Um, anyways, though, any final thoughts you want to put on today's game? Any, any, any final people you want to give a shout out to in a pretty solid matchup from, from the Yotes? Yeah, it was a pretty solid matchup. Uh, let me just kind of go through, make sure I'm not forgetting anyone. Um, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. I don't think we said his name. Uh, looks really good on the Hayton line. Uh, had a goal in the shootout and had a uh, assist on the Dzingo goal. Um, yeah, looked really good. Yeah, um, I was going to say that too. He did. He definitely was a was a huge contributor as well. So I'm glad that uh, that again the people that are coming back from injury, Galchenyuk and uh, Capo Bianco and Dzingo. Hang on, wait. They been- all scored. Yeah, that was the that was the first goal. Right, so the like- injury goal. The injury goal. I love it. That's what we're going to call it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. We still got more to get to on this show. We are going to start taking a look ahead. What's coming up for the Ozan and Coyotes? They got some games coming up this weekend. Anything to look forward to? Question mark. We'll talk about that in just a sec. But first, a quick word from Carl. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Alright, so back here on London Coyotes, once again, Robin Leonia, Carl Pavlik, as we wrap things up here on this post-game show, Arizona Coyotes take a 5-4 shootout loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. 
Let's take a look ahead, though. Arizona Coyotes got two games this weekend, and let's fit in a short mini preview for those two games, Carl, because we were we're off for the weekend. Um, yep. We uh, we we're we're a daily show. We do weekdays um, with occasional special episodes in the weekends if we deem necessary. Yeah. But um, let's get to talking about this weekend. They got so there are two games. They got a home um, game against the. Detroit Red Wings, that that will be on Saturday. So tomorrow, by the time most of you guys are listening to this, and then on Sunday, over in LA at the um, what's no soon to no longer be called Staples Center. Ah, uh, I, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> the Crypto dot com. Yeah, we're not gonna like it. Did we lose you for a sec there? Uh, no, I froze. Uh, oh, that, that name is so bad it broke my <laughs> internet. <laughs> uh, Crypto.com Center. Oh my god, just absolutely horrible. Literally broke my internet. Uh, I hate it so much. Um. I am not sure what game is going to be harder. Uh, my gut says the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they seemed like they were having a better start. Uh, they since slipped a little. They've lost the last two. They have a negative nine goal differential, which is, I mean, kind of unusual for fourth in the Atlantic. So says that there could be something up there. And then on the other side, you get the LA Kings, fifth in the Pacific. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They've also lost the last two. So could the Coyotes be catching both teams on like a, a good moment? We we shall see. Plus, let's, again, let's, let's, let's just go back and take a look at just overall. Um, maybe, again, Coyotes can carry some momentum. They didn't win tonight, but... They still came out maybe feeling a little bit better about themselves, and they can still use that as momentum. Yeah, definitely. You're like, all right, I think this game, next game is going to be better. Um, I'm not sure how to compare Alex Nedeljkovic to um, to Elvis Merz-Lincolns, but... Yeah. It's a, it definitely... I, I do think that they that there's a lot of things from this game that they can carry over. I think they are going to feel better about themselves as a team. I think they're going to come in with motivation uh, because now they have a, a point streak going like for the longest oh, time <laughs> they were, they were losing streaks. Um, but this is their first point streak and you got to keep the point streak going. Yeah. And, um, and you know, that is the, uh, that's the point. That's, that's the point in hockey points. Yeah, you got to have more of them at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, uh, yeah, we're just going to state some 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 uh, obvious things here. So. <laughs> yeah, just hockey 101, have more points <laughs> in all situations. What are we, John? The Coyotes what, this what are we, the John Madden of the NHL? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I will say this. Um, I think something that we've come to expect from Tournier with back to backs is he is going to sit at least one of the younger guys because I think he's did that. 
against both the Chicago and Nashville and the Seattle and Anaheim games. He would sit one guy. He's not afraid to split up his uh, goal goalie games either. So I, I do think that we are starting to see kind of how he strategizes for that because the Coyotes have had three straight back-to-backs in three weeks. Which is unbelievable. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Making it... I mean, at least it's California, so it's not that bad of travel. No, it's not bad. Not bad of a travel at all. It's like a what a f- less than one hour flight to LAX from Phoenix. Uh, that sounds about right. I've never done it myself. I've always just driven. I've flown from Tucson to San Diego, Tucson to LA, and Tucson to Vegas. All of them take roughly an hour. I've only done uh, – I flew into – no. I think I flew into Reagan. I can't remember. Anyways. See, this also tells you how how very little traveled I am. My longest flight, Carl, um, in terms of – as a a single leg, was Tucson to San Jose. And that was about two hours, a little over two hours. Oh my god. Uh my longest JFK to Dublin. No. <laughs> All right. But we should get back on track. Uh yeah. What do you think about the these two games? Uh what do you think about the Red Wings and the Kings? It's going to be an interesting series. I honestly don't know what again, I don't know what to take take of it. Um If anything, I'm going to say this. Coyotes keep their point streak alive. I like it. Do you think for both or for both? Yes. And here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I'm thinking. Overtime loss to the Red Wings. Okay. And a win over the LA Kings. It's a bold, bold prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm going to go regulation win, Detroit, uh, regulation loss, Kings. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into the weekend with a little bit of pessimism. I mean, good. Keep your keep your expectations low, right? That way, that way you don't get disappointed. I'm gonna be. I'm all, I'm I'm setting myself up for disappointment here. Yeah, I mean the Coyotes have gotten their what uh sixth point at at this point in the season that's not good so i don't want to go in with like too high of an expectation that yeah no inject some realism into my life okay that's fair enough i will i will take i will absolutely take that but on that note we'll go ahead and end things right here because we are just around around out of time for this episode hope you guys like what you heard if you did don't forget to leave a review like comment and subscribe if you get to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube thanks for those who tuned in to our post game live show once again this will be reposted onto youtube afterwards as well as as a podcast everywhere you get your podcast be sure to follow us on social media facebook we are at facebook.com slash lockdowncoyotes on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am at Robin Leano, R-O-B-Y-N underscore L-E-A-N-O. 
Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Once again, interact with us, ask us a question that you might have. We will answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.